Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the, the Decoding Society. This is your host, D'Angelo Starnes. Today is Saturday, oh, Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday, March the 11th, 2018. And uh, we've uh, actually been in the dark since about since about uh, mid-January, but we're back. And we're back with uh, Christopher Cathcart from the um, left coast. What's up, brother? Chris. Okay, it seems that we're having some problems uh, hearing Chris. Um, I'll see if he can call back in. Um, in any event, uh, we're back and we're uh, here to talk about some current events. It is uh, w- uh, Women's Power Month, and uh, we've been uh, celebrating that uh, in various forms and fashions. Uh, let's put a past month with some posters mm-hmm. on our Facebook page. Um, so, uh, Chris, you there? I'm here. I was here last time. I was here a second ago. Okay. I couldn't hear you. It's just that I, I, I could hear you. You couldn't hear me. That was a problem. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, now we've got that solved. Good. Uh, in any event, uh, happy Women's Power Month to everyone. And uh, today's show, we're going to try and catch up on a few current events. Um, and uh, kind of be a random thought on on a variety of topics, and we'll see if we can come up with a theme. Um, But in the meanwhile, let's catch up with Chris. Uh, What's going on, man? What's up with you and your world? Uh, All is well. I'm looking forward to teaching an annual public relations course for Syracuse University each year, and it's coming up next week out here in L.A. Students come out from Syracuse. I'm looking forward to that. And um, finally saw Black Panther about a week ago. So, <laughs> so I was, I was probably laughing loud on that. You, 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 okay. you, you have no idea. Wait a minute. You have no what? idea how left out you feel if you're like one of the few people who didn't in the first few days go see that movie. You know. I didn't. Uh, I saw it last week myself. Um, and, you know, it was kind of irritating. To be honest, uh, I mean, I'm happy, but. It's kind of irritating because it was a, a status symbol and shit, and, and, and you know, folks was dropping spoilers and, and like, God damn, you know. So <laughs> I didn't feel bad, you know. But I was irritated, <laughs> you know. What did you think of the flick? I mean, listen, I, I you know I read comic kid, and I remember reading Black Panther, so I I remember when they announced they were going to do it, but two three years ago, whenever when they rolled out. Some of the characters they're going to introduce in the Marvel Universe. I look forward to it, and I, I thought it was good. You know, I, I interestingly, I just think that after, if you didn't go the first week, 
and you were bombarded with all the hype. It was very hard not to be like, okay, it was cool, but you made it sound like it was, I would have some kind of revelation in my own life when I left the theater. <laughs> right. You know, I, uh, and, man, if you, can get, if you yeah. can get people, particularly people of color, to think about Africa for a few minutes in positive, uplifting ways, and yeah, it was great in that regard, but it's a comic book character. Making money for Disney. Um, let's keep it in perspective is what I'm saying. Uh, absolutely. I, I dug the imagery. I dug, the, like you said, the fact that it was a focus on Africa. And a focus on Africa in, in, the, in a parallel universe where, you know, we were depicted as we have, as, as we were when time began. You know, the innovators of, you know, science, and mathematics and and and, and you know uh, you know cutting edge uh, folks and so um, I did dig that. There were some things you know I liked I liked a lot of and there were a couple of things I had questions about. With uh, along with you, I was a comic book freak, and when, you know when we were young, anybody black was cool. So Black Panther was cool. Um, my all uh, the Falcon, uh, who was Captain America's sidekick. Oh uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, but my all-time favorite character was Luke Cage, hero for hire, the original black exploitation, leather jacket, <laughs> open, Dude, I, open I, to I, the navel. I, 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 I was going to say that Luke Cage was. Uh... I mean, as a young black guy, to see this brother, you know, golf, you know, standing up. But the, if you think about how the dialogue was written, it was yeah. like it was black exploitation on steroids. It was like the exaggerated yeah. version of the exaggerated <laughs> version. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, man. I, and you know, you're right. You know, it is. You know, folks. You know, and I get it. You know, to me, you know. Just people talking about this proves that you know black people in movies will sell. Black always sells. You know, what I mean? that, that's not even relation to me. You know, if it's black, it sells. I mean, they've been selling us us for years. You know, some white dudes sometimes, some hip white, you know, you know, music and stuff. But that's not a revelation to me. Uh, what the revelation is, I was. Uh, I saw a, a thing where they listed the salaries of everybody that of the cast, and uh, it doesn't even add up to what Robert Downey Jr. makes for Iron Man. And as my son pointed out, what he made for 15 minutes appearing in Spider-Man. Um, you know, the lead character Chadwick, our HU uh, alum, uh, Bozeman made three mil. He was the highest paid. Um, I think uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, the sister that played the general, which was my favorite character in the movie, and Lupita, and I believe Angela Bassett, they each made a mill apiece. So that's uh, seven right there. Um, the brother from Get Out, he made 800K. The woman who played his sister made 600K. And get this, Forrest Whitaker was only paid 600K. <laughs> Dude, I, you so know what's funny? That, that 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 <laughs> no, I was, Go ahead. I, I was thinking that. I, I, my mind was because I knew Robert Downey was upwards of twenty mil for his deals, right? For for um, right, Iron Man. Right. So I was, I was saying that. 
I looked at that cast, and I went, okay, they didn't break the bank paying anybody on this. So the right. fact that this movie made, you know, so if you take a if you take a quality film that features black folk and you invest in it, um, yeah, that's going to be a good market for it. Plus all the great reviews. But the fact it's done so well overseas, it, it does strike a chord because black music sells everywhere, but then black films don't. Right. Right. So I mean, it's it's just I'm happy for it. I like the I don't really and dude, I don't really do Hollywood. I don't go to a lot of movies. I don't see. I don't go. To, I usually wait for everything to come on HBO or Showtime or something if I watch it at all. So the fact that right. I, I, this, I was so I was so detached from going to the movies. I didn't even know you could buy an assigned seat now. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Because I went, oh, I have a seat number at the theater now? Like in the baseball game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, get big that. I went, yeah, me either, man. And my son, our son hipped us to everything. He he bought us tickets. We went we went to a theater. We had assigned seats. We had we were in, we were in recliners. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, this is different. But I'm like you. I don't go to, I don't go to the flick often uh, at all. Um, just because I've become really uh, – Anti crowd, especially if it's a possible <laughs> flick like that. Anti crowd, you know, hey, bro, and you know how we are when we go to the movies. You know, if you go to a movie with a black audience, uh, you know, forget watching it in peace, because <laughs> you because know, we gonna talk to the movie screen. What you do that for? You know, all that kind of. Yeah, thing, that you know? dude. I remember as a kid, that was some of the fun of going to films was the the crowd participation. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah, like, but you true. know, but the thing with the, listen, the thing with Panther, I I enjoyed it. I'm I'm happy they did it, but I keep it in context. It's it to me, it doesn't signal any big shift, any cultural, you know, um, come up until any point. Um, well, well, you know, I'm happy for the people that were in it. Obviously, with Chad Bozeman being a HU alum, I'm very happy for him and anything he's in. But I keep Hollywood in perspective. I don't participate much in Hollywood. And I live in L.A., so I, I don't watch the Oscars. I don't really care who's nominated. I don't care who wins. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you, bro. I, I feel you. That the manual compadres on that. I did see, uh, just out of curiosity and because of the, um, the subject matter, and did relate in many ways to uh, Roman Israel, uh, Denzel's flick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he got nominated for that, right? Yeah, he got nominated. Uh, it was a good performance. Not one of his best ones. And I, like you, I don't, I haven't seen all the performances, so I wouldn't know. You know, the thing about the Oscars, that's like a closed club, right? I mean, that that's them honoring each other. So, I mean, so I take it with a grain of salt, you know, nominations and wins and all that shit. So, um, but that he was good in that movie. Uh, he outperformed the material, um, but he was a, he played mm-hmm. a public rights uh, attorney, um, and he was kind of a guy that was in the background that did all the, uh, you know, that came up with all the theories and and uh, did the research, did the writing. And presented it to his partner, who presented it in court, and uh, he was a savant in that kind of sense. And um, and uh, so after his partner, uh, spoiler alert, 
partner passes or gets sick in the beginning of the film and he's got to step up. But then uh, Colin Farrell uh, takes over the practice and they hire him to do, you know, what he did for, for Duke. So uh, the reason why I relate to that is because that's kind of been a story of my professional life. I was that I was that dude that came up with all the strategies and did all the writing and the research and shit behind, you know, the folks that presented. Mm-hmm. Even though I presented myself, don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, I still do that work on the side for other attorneys. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's, so that's, yeah, okay, so that's our first uh, current event. Uh, I want to go to another one, and then I'll have you shoot me one, or we'll just bounce off a few. Um, I, something I find interesting, you know, I find interesting this uh, whole Russia resurrection, Russia as the enemy resurrection. Uh, actually, I find it frustrating. So when I saw Louis Farrakhan being resurrected as this boogeyman, it kind of, you know, you know, aroused suspic- similar suspicion. And, you know, and then the Russian thing is probably a lot more, it's a lot more nuanced, obviously, uh, and complicated. Uh, but the Louis Farrakhan uh, resurrection is, is, is in that vein to me. And, um, he seems to, uh, well, let me just uh, say. So what happened is, I guess, Louis Farrakhan gave a speech, this Savior's Annual Savior's Day speech. Yeah, so, and, it's a, and he speaks for a long time for folks that don't know. He, 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 he can talk. And uh, apparently he gave a speech that was over three and a half hours long. Uh, and did you see the speech? No, no, I, I, I haven't seen one of the Minister Farrakhan's full speech in a long time, but I, I've seen Savior Day speeches before. I've never been, but I've seen them on TV, and I'm, I, I'm very familiar with them. They, they happen every year in February. They've been going on for a couple of de- decades now, to be honest. And he yeah, can go. Decades. I've seen him Dec- speak in person many, many times. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. So, it's Million Man March, that was a long speech. So, uh, I didn't see the speech either. Uh, I didn't, I'm like you, I have not seen his speech or listened to his speeches in quite some time. Um, but, you know, so that's the reason why I was quite surprised that, you know, that I found it back in the news. I mean, back in January, um, uh, there was reports that circulated, uh, ooh, look, here's a po- photo of President Obama with Louis Farrakhan that was suppressed. I <laughs> know. Back in two, taking it back in two thousand and five. Gee, we wish we would have known oh, yeah, about yeah. that. The the one that Askia Muhammad took, right? I remember reading about that. I remember reading about that back then, to be honest. Right, right. It's old news, right? And Askia, for those that don't know, and you and I are familiar with him. He's a he was a, uh, he's a photojournalist, and uh, he was a had a radio show on WPFW in Washington D.C., which was quite informative, um, in my mind. Um, okay, so there's that. Then there's this Savior's Day speech, and then folks just lost their minds because um, uh, he said some. I guess he repeated his denunciation of the state of Israel uh, using uh, harsh language. And uh, so what? So I did a Google. So I, you know, I saw this story starting to circulate, man. And then uh, I saw an article. 
that was in the Atlantic about it. Uh, saw an article that was a New York Times uh, opinion piece, and then Slate. And so I did a Google search, and, and sure enough, you know, there seems to be this coordinated um, media campaign uh, denouncing Farrakhan, but this time uh, in relation to the Women's March movement and uh, a couple of the founders of that right. movement who happened Tamika to... Mallory. Tamika Mallory. Tamika Mallory, the sister uh, in particular, is, is the one who's being... Uh, being uh, well, we'll get dive into it because uh, this, this is a pattern. Who, who's being targeted uh, for her, quote, admiration of Louis Farrakhan. And then, um, what's her name? Uh, the uh, Hispanic uh, lady, something Perez. Um, but uh, she's being called out. For it too, but not quite as harshly as uh, Tamika Mallory is. And so I wanted to kind of get your take on this resurrection of Louis Farrakhan. Uh, and, you know, I don't have my own thoughts too, but go ahead. And I don't, I, you know, this, I don't really have, when I first started reading about this, and there was a time that my antenna was up for something like that, and I always die I was just it was just surprising that it's at the point that they're still taking what he says on that level seriously. Um yeah, right, right. You know, to, to the need to have a black boogeyman to make other black people denounce, that seems to be a recurring theme in many outlets. I and I think I, the piece I'm, is either in the Atlantic or the New Yorker, one of the others, but I actually first read something about why is it so hard to, to distance yourself from Louis Farrakhan. And then it just made me think of the hypocrisy in that. Think of all, think of all the religious leaders from the evangelical movement who have said patently racist things over the years, but still get access to the White House, meet with people, counsel people, counsel congressmen, and counsel senators. Right. Um, right. And, and and there's no, and you don't have to. And if you're saying that, okay, he says it's one thing bad about uh, people of uh, Jewish descent. I'm not even talking about Israel. Israel is a nation state. It's subject to criticism like any other nation state. I, I, I don't accept being Jewish and being a supporter of Israel being the same. I don't, I don't right. just like anybody based on their religion or race, but I, can, I have the right to condemn a nation state's treatment of indigenous people, and I don't care where it is. But, to, but the need to have people of color get up and lockstep denounce Minister Farrakhan in this way when these same type of demands are made by sitting congressmen I mean, Steve King right. said some violent, racist things, and he's in the Congress. He's in Congress. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when I don't think – and then what, what, all million of us who went to the Million Man March, we should have, before he spoke, denounced him, before he could allow to speak, what happened then? CNN covered right. wall to wall. Why wouldn't CNN denounce for covering it? He said things about Jews way before the Million Man March. Yeah. So to, so to resurrect this thing now, it just, it just, it's almost, it's almost like this, D'Angelo, that I look at like our people like you and I who dedicate a good chunk of our lives to, to using our resources and energy to, to strive for, agitate, promote equality, fairness, justice, all these things. We got a limited tank of information and, and energy, and we can't waste it on things that are no consequence. Yeah. Sitting around trying to debate with people why Farrakhan should be denounced by this woman or these people who's leading this march is is a waste of time and energy as far as I'm concerned. And not surprising. 
Um, so I, you know, when I, I remember when you mentioned that you want to discuss that topic, I was trying to think of something really, you know, impactful to say. But honestly, Simon, when I was reading about it, I went, so what? So what? <laughs> I mean, I remember yeah. black folk got on me when we were at Howard. We brought Farrakhan in to speak twice, and black folk got on me because yes. how, how can you love Malcolm X and bring Farrakhan in? Well, Farrakhan was one of Malcolm's biggest critics before he was assassinated. Many say set the climate of Malcolm's assassination. I remember getting it from yeah. that side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is that complexity to it too. You're right. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. No, I want you to go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying that I was going to agree with you that it is. It, it seems that um, for some white leaders. Uh, and and thought leaders, whether they're religious or political, there doesn't seem to be the same bar set for them that they have to be, you know, completely denounced by a community. Uh, you know, we are, put it this way, our demands community denounce this, that, the other person never seems to, you know, catch on. <laughs> I mean, David has right. been allowed to do what he does for decades, and he is an avowed racist. And like I said, we could, we could go down the list. The, the whole... I mean, evangelical, as far as I'm concerned, evangelical movement, that must be Latin for only white people go to heaven, is what evangelical is. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> so, and these are, people, these are people who are invited to the highest office in this land to offer counsel and advice. But I'm supposed to stop my day and denounce Farrakhan because you say so? No. Yeah. See, I want to be clear. I don't. I don't support any statements he anyone else makes about anybody based on their religion. So that by doing that, then I would say I support someone who makes statements based on us, based on our race or heritage. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, nah, absolutely. I mean, and it, then it's then it's you. You know, it's always a focus on the the presentation of the point that he's making uh, rather than uh, the actual underlying. Uh, Accuracy or veracity of the statement, um, you know, it, it, people tend to get swayed and, and distracted by cosmetics. Um, and I'm, I'm like you, I, I refuse to refuse to engage in an elongated debate about him, what he said, his history of saying it, and you know, do you stand with that? You know, it. I, I'm not playing that game. It's a distraction game. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a discussion you can't uh, there was no positive outcome uh, to it. I don't, I even refuse to say shit like I'm not really down with Farrakhan, but he has a point. You know, I, I, just, just, I, I'm not not doing that. You know, um, and as you point out, you know, I mean, when are you going? Let's take like you said. The, Religious leaders that give counsel and lion head and lion state after they pass away, who made uh, similar uh, assessments of, of, of black people and, his, and, and Latinos, people of color, let's just say. Steve Bannon, and these, and, and, but let's take it one step further, as you did with Steve King. Steve Bannon's in the White House, no longer, but he's in the White House. He's overseas right. giving a speech to, to France, and France talking about be proud to, you know, let them call you racist. You know, be basically be proud of that. Where? Right. I mean, 
So, I mean, Farrakhan, if he can't go into uh, uh, the Congress halls and, and demand that a certain law or bill be passed, he can't, you know, demand uh, any. If he said he can't align himself with a, a candidate and expect that candidate to to be successful um, because of his endorsement, he's got to lay low. He's got virtually, you know, I hate to say it out loud, he's got virtually no power, you know, to. In comparison, no, not this is not an accurate thing. He has no power in 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 comparison to some of the the blatant racists that we see that have been in Congress and in the White House. Who is in the White House right now? Um, yeah, I mean, Steve Bannon, uh, Stephen Miller. I mean, and these are people who have been invited to the highest seat, the highest the, the highest table, and the highest office to have a voice to weigh in on policy and procedure and tone coming out of the White House. These, and, and there doesn't seem to be similar outrage. You're right. Steve Bannon goes to France. I read that. talks about let them call you racist. Be pr- wear, that as a badge, wear that as a badge of honor to be called a racist. Right. This is a man who, had, who was the chief counsel to the president of the United States. But I'm supposed to denounce a man who's in his heyday had marginal impact in the black community. And has nearly none now, or any other community outside the small group of people still loyal to the nation of Islam. There it is. Outrage, outrage can't be put on. The, you can't put it on this moral meter where, okay, uh, it, it, because it's offensive to us in this sense, then we require this, while these other things are tolerable. No, they should be all intolerable. If any, if yeah. any aspect of tolerable, don't expect me to come in and say, okay, I agree with you here, and and I'll stay quiet over there. Hell no. I remember Franklin Graham, yeah. uh, uh, um, Billy Graham's son, was questioned whether Obama was a Christian or not. See? Yeah. I don't know. He was, I think his line was, I don't really know what's in his heart. He didn't say that about George Bush, anybody else. But he's on national television. No. Influencing people. Yeah. Counseling them. Giving <laughs> guidance. Yeah, that is it. If you want to, if you want to lay Farrakhan down as a spiritual leader, which is maybe a stretch, right? So if you want to do that, no offense. If you want to do that, right. does he go to Congress and counsel the CBC? Does he counsel black mayors around this country? I mean, is is, is there a forum when he goes out and 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 is, has a seat at the table of influences, decision makers, people who control uh, large budgets? And, and votes in Congress and votes in the Florida Senate? Hell no, he doesn't. But there are people on the other side who do. So I don't. I, like I said, I, like I, a, you know, I'm getting up there, man. I'm getting old now. I can't. I, my outrage. I got to limit it. I got to keep it. I, I don't have the energy to get outraged over everything anymore. So I'm like, I, I started and I went, okay. It, 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 I guess it was just that time to resurrect Farrakhan and something he said because I got a feeling he says these type of things all the time. I, I'm sure that he does, and I'm sure they got a catalog of it. I, the, the timing is the issue for me, and that's why I take it, instead of me getting into, like you said, the weeds with this, there's a bigger play at issue. Because to me, that this is, this is, he's, he's, a, he's a reliable uh, boogeyman to, to utilize as, uh, as you know, the, who's so, if you associate with them, then that's a way of discrediting Anything that you do, that's a way of, of sowing distrust in anything that you do. And the women's march is picking up momentum, 
And so what do they do? They go after one of the leaders of the women's march, and, a, and, and they pull out an old reliable, Louis Farrakhan. And so, and so then they play the same cards that they always play. Denounce, she needs to denounce or renounce or, 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 or uh, you know, disassociate with Louis Farrakhan. She needs to, you know, not be in any way uh, connected to him before we can support what she's doing. And that, they don't say that second part. There's always this, she needs to renounce. And then so I'm looking at Slade, Slate, I'm sorry, uh, you know, we got a thousand-word article on, on that very point. Uh, we got a, a New York Times opinion piece on that point, New York Magazine on that point, Jake Tapp on CNN on that point, The Atlantic uh, on that point. And the Atlantic article was especially uh, offensive because they called Kwame Ture a, a cartoonish a, a civil rights pioneer. It was, <laughs> Did it? So that was quite a – yeah, it, uh, it, I, let me spare you the read. I mean, you can probably, you probably like you said, you know, you're a busy guy, so unless you feel like having your blood boiled, don't read that that crap. Um, take it from me. Um, and then, like I said, Google the 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 article. That Buzzfeed got an article on on this this speech. Um, and like I said, the, the, so on YouTube, you can watch the speech on YouTube. I haven't. Uh, it's three and a half hours long, but. You and I have both, like you said, seen and we've seen Farrakhan give these very long speeches. It's not like he spends. It's not like he's talking three and a half hours on this point that that so that people find so offensive. Uh, it's not like he spends um, a, a, a significant part of his these speeches talking about Israel or the or the Jewish religion religion at all. I, I'm willing to bet that he's probably spent less than ten minutes on that topic in that three and a half hour speech. You know, he's probably speak, he's probably speaks more about uh, up up uplifting yourself as a black person. Uh, he probably talks more about some of the stuff that's going on with black with blacks and police and blacks and housing uh, and and these, and these kinds of things. And that's why it's to me kind of it's a dangerous. Uh, thing for them to resurrect him like that. Then they'll tie every. So you know, one of the things I saw uh, when the photo of Obama and Farrakhan resurfaced uh, was, oh, this is the reason why Obama went out of his way to make the Iran nuclear deal. Like that, you know, that they tie into. They, they you want to undermine anything that that. Is a pushback against the status quo, or is is any movement that's a push for equality or equity in this society? We'll pull out Lewis there, and and, and done in well, similar ways that they're pulling that, out. Go ahead. No, the, ahead. the thing that I mean, if you just play it into the context of Obama, who had to basically run in the other direction from Farrakhan the entire time he was in his presidency, the two terms. But now you have. And I hate, you know, I don't want to do a tit for tat, but now you have a man in office who was publicly embraced by the nation's, not only the nation's races now, the all-star team of the nation's races. You know what I'm saying? He, the, the guys who actually 
are the pillars of racism in this country have publicly embraced this president who has not denounced them. Right. Yeah. And 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 so how can these two realities coexist? That that he's allowed to operate with impunity with the nation's leading organized you know on record racist fully embrace and enthusiastically the current president. And then Obama had to hide in the closet away from even the thought of Farrakhan when he was in prison. That's right. That's right. How are these things? How does this, how do these things reconcile each other? They don't to me. If there was a thousand articles written about how, you know, I mean, I understood after Charlottesville, but it took the death of someone and something like that to make it even a discussion point where these racists were supporting him and his doing his campaign. Yeah, that's right. And there's been no, and there's been no, if if there is a if there is a concerted effort, organized concerted energetic effort to get Donald Trump to denounce by name the racist the racist who are organized. The nation of Islam is not killing is not out here killing people. No, nope. their followers are not out there organizing um, uh, hate crime activity. There's just no record. Right. Okay, because believe me, if there was, we'd know it. <laughs> That would be held, kept secret. But we're talking about groups that, that even, I think, the Southern Poverty Law Center and some of these other groups have listed these groups as, as being, you know, connected to some of the upticks in, in racial, anti-Semitic, anti-female, anti-immigrant violence. And this president, not call, he's not called to account to denounce them, but we're going to get this system to denounce Farrakhan over statements he made about Jewish people at his speech? Come on. Yeah, it's like you said. The nation is not doing it. As a, nobody from the nation is driving cars into uh, a, a rally of of, 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 of peace people. Uh, uh, there, there is just no connection to any of the stuff that, that Trump has um, supported. It's not to mention that we still and they and they they. When you see these kinds of things, you never hear about well, what did he say and what is. The... So, for instance, um, so if he criticizes Israel, you never hear anybody say, uh, "Well, then, do you denounce um, the Israel policy to uh, deport its African immigrants? Do you denounce what's going on in Gaza? Do you denounce the settlement? Do you denounce what's happening in Jerusalem?" And so. You never hear you never hear about that because you're so distracted by Louis Farrakhan called it a gutter religion or or the state of Israel. This I mean that by itself is is another one of these stupid things. Right? It's like what do you mean has the right? It, it exists. So what, what right are you talking about? It, it exists. <laughs> Let's get up off that. Um, so. I just think when you resurrect, like, you, and then you made a point that I want to go back to. Both, neither one of us, both of us have heard him speak. You brought him to speak of at Howard, um, but we neither one of us can remember the last time we've actually listened to a Farrakhan speech. Mm-mm. And 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 be clear that I have, I've never liked the things he said about uh, Jewish people. I, I, my father was in the nation when I was a kid. I never believed a white man was the devil. I thought it sounded good in a speech, but I never believed that. Right. Um, so I, right. You know, I've had issues. I've had issues, and I've drawn distinctions um, 
But if you look at any of our leaders, you could say you had issues with Du Bois, his attacks at Garvey, I didn't think yeah. were cool. Uh, I, I thought King was way too naive at times when it came to dealing with the federal government. I thought the Nation of Islam under Malcolm should have transcended itself into a more direct social movement that that, that involved itself in the civil rights movement. Um, you, we can go down the list. Booker T. Washington, that whole, you know, work yourself from the bootstraps, and don't, don't challenge or threaten white people. That, to me, was a bigger issue than anything Farquhar's ever said. So that actually had yeah. practical impact on the ground. So, the, so you yeah. can look at our black leadership, um, you know, Obama being more or less, you know, the champion of Wall Street when he was in office. You know, people don't want to talk about that. Uh, you know, I have real legitimate issues with many of the leaders, and I just, I, I just think that the Farrakhan one is just an easy foil for people to pick up and say, okay, you have to defend yeah. him in its entirety because of these comments. And if you say, well, I don't disagree with him on his comments on, on Jews or the, the religion, then that doesn't seem to be adequate. And I just think that that's misplaced energy in our part to even get caught up in it anymore. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of, I think, the point you and I kind of make pushing towards is like, don't get caught up and and, and wrapped up in that uh, scheme again. I mean, because just because there's just too much that you can push back on regarding it. You know, as you said, you know, um, yeah, you know the other religious leaders that have given counsel, the people in power who have control over how we behave in society. So, and resources. Exactly. Uh, well, we were kind of we were going to hit on some other stuff, but we'll save it for. We got a lot of material for uh, a, a follow-up show. Um, I'd uh, encourage people to uh, read up on a couple of um, uh, articles uh, before we close out. Uh, Don Frank was. Uh, Passed uh, in the bill. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue tied. Uh, the Senate passed uh, a bill to reform Dodd Frank, and it, what it did is, uh, is, is uh, among other things, uh, loosen some requirements to gather data on uh, the, on mortgage lending, uh, which would uh, disable folks from proving uh, discriminatory uh, lending. Um, which is a problem. So I would encourage people to read a couple uh, reports on that. Uh, the best report uh, that I saw was um, from the Center for Investigative Reporting uh, Reveal. It's called Kept Out. Um, it's uh, from February 15, 2018. It's at revealnews.org. It's called Kept Out. Read up on that. Uh and then I do want to talk about uh, this recent shooting in Florida and uh, this notion that maybe it's time to arm teachers in school and what could possibly emanate from that. Um, so we'll do that in a follow-up. Uh, but it's good to, to have you back, brother. Yeah, man, I apologize for being in my a little bit. But uh, let's keep it going. Let's keep doing it. I look forward to it. Yeah. All right. So I want to thank Christopher Cathcart uh, for um, coming on and, and doing his thing. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to the Decoding Society on iTunes and, and SoundCloud. Um, 
and uh, please rate our show um, and, and provide us a review. Uh, until the next time, thanks a lot for tuning in, and thank you, Chris Cathcart. Thanks, D'Angelo. I'll talk soon. See you guys. All right, later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.